0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 59. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Today's episode is absolute fire. I know I've been saying this a lot lately, but our guests have just been off the chain, uh, and today is no different. So On today's show, we have Jordan Syatt, who is the full-time trainer of probably the biggest entrepreneur in the world right now, Gary Vaynerchuk. We had Mike's. We had, sorry, we had Mike Vacanti on the show earlier in the year, um, which was also a crazy episode, which I'll link in the show notes. But um, you know, I want to get straight into this interview because it was. It was ridiculously good. And I thank Jordan for coming onto the show. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Would love any feedback. Uh, just so to sit back, relax, and uh, take it all in. Alright guys, welcome back to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast and today, all the way from New York City, full-time trainer of arguably the biggest entrepreneur in the world right now and causing a massive stir on Instagram, uh, making a big name for himself in the fitness industry, we have Jordan Syatt. How are you, man?
1: Dude, I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for joining the show today, bro. Um, I want to kick things off by you giving us a bit of background info about yourself and and, um, basically how you've got to where you are today.
1: Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll try and make it as brief as possible. Um, long story short, I, so what happened was I started wrestling when I was eight. All right, we'll go, we'll go back that far. Cool. Started wrestling when I was eight and I got like obsessed with, with wrestling. Um, and then, and, and basically from there, like by the time I got to high school, I ended up making varsity as a freshman and that like went from an obsession to an addiction. It was just completely wrestling was my life. And, as a freshman, I was cutting from one hundred and twelve to one hundred and three pounds. So basically, um from that point, what I did was like I realized I couldn't just rely on wrestling skill. I also had to rely on strength and I had to understand nutrition. So I really started to dig deep into. I was fortunate. I had some really incredible mentors, and so they sort of sort of helped me dive into the science-based and the industry, not like the the muscle magazines and like the, bro science the crap stuff. media. Yeah, not the bro <laughs> science. Like from a really young age, 14, I was really inundated with science-based research-based stuff, and I became obsessed with that. And then so I got my first personal training job when I was 14, um, and I did that all through, all through high school. And then... Did really well in wrestling, and I transferred to powerlifting. Did fortunately very well in powerlifting. I trained at a gym called Westside Barbell, which is like literally the strongest gym in the world. Their, their weakest guy squats 800 pounds. So I trained there for a while. <laughs> um, like seriously, Westside Barbell is a gym where you don't have a key card. Like it's not like you're you're a member. It's not like you go and like you get your eucalyptus towels and everything. The only way that That you become, that you go to Westside as if you're invited, Um, and no one knows where it is. It's like a, it's a dungeon gym in Columbus, Ohio. And so I was invited out to train there for a while, and did fortunately really well in powerlifting, and trained at Cressy Performance for a while, and then all the while was building up my own online business, just writing articles online, and that's sort of how I ended up with this Gary Vaynerchuk job because from 19 years old, I started my website. That I was writing articles. I have over 500 free articles on my website, and um, what basically happened was I built my business while I was in college, and without really realizing what I was doing, I was just writing articles and putting out YouTube videos and, and I wasn't trying to build a business. I was just yeah. trying to help people get better. Yeah. And what happened, people started asking me, like, "Can you write my training program? Can you write my nutrition program?" And I started by doing it for free. And then over time, I was like, holy crap, Like, I need to charge people because this is way too many. I like, didn't have time for schoolwork. Never mind. Like, it was just insane. Yeah. So by the time I graduated college, I didn't need to work for anybody. I was just working online. And, um, and then Gary's old coach followed my website from 2011. So before he was ever Gary's coach, he followed my stuff. <laughs> so when it, when it came time for Gary to get a new coach uh his his old coach followed my stuff and trusted me and it was sort of an easy transition
0: yeah that's cool man we've actually had mike on the show uh back in early early january i think it was um which was a really cool episode but going back to uh what you mentioned about Westside, you said you need to get an invite so how does that come about is that just word of mouth or do they do they kind of keep an eye out on competitions or how did that kind of come about
1: so Louis keeps an eye out at competitions. He'll he's notorious for just going to random competitions and spotting people, and then if he thinks that they have the chops, he'll go walk over to him and, and just basically invite them over. Um, what happened with me was a little bit different. What happened was I was in my college dorm room, and I was obsessed with Louis Simmons and West Side. It was just like it, it was a cult like following, um, and it's, it really it still is a cult like yeah. following Westside, but. I was obsessed just like thousands and thousands of people all over the world um, and so what happened was I, uh, I, I I saw an article that he put out on his website that was basically to the effect of we're looking for a lightweight lifter because their, <laughs> their weakest guy was 800 pounds there he was like he was like 280 pounds it's like their their smallest weakest guy was a giant and um, and he and Westside got a lot of flack they were like you're only working with dudes who are huge what like what would you do with a smaller guy you know just like just like stupid internet like shit talking and um and Lou was like all right fine well we'll get a lightweight guy so he put out this thing I'm looking for a lightweight lifter and I shit my pants I was like holy crap like that's what I want to do so I I wrote him an email and I was like dude I'll scrub your toilets I'll take your trash out I'll clean the gym just let me come train and he responds I still have this email interaction he said uh, our weakest guy squats 800 pounds. What do you have to offer? <laughs> and I replied. I was basically I was like, Oh crap! What do I say? And I replied. I said, I don't give a fuck. Who like I don't care how strong you are, how strong your guys are. I'll come in and I'll outwork every single one of you. Um, and so wh- then I was w- walking out of my dining hall a couple days later, and I got a call from an unknown number, so I, I didn't pick up. And I listened to the message, and it was Louis being like, Hey, Jordan, it's Louis. Uh, it's Louis Simmons from uh, West Side Barbell and uh call me back when you can and so basically i like lost my shit I, I i'll never <laughs> forget walking back to my dorm i still have that message on my phone i'll never delete it until like forever i just will always have that um and uh, i called him back and and basically he invited me out to Westside for a weekend during my spring break to try out so i went and i was like uh, i went with my mom. my mom actually took me and um and keeping in mind this is like a dungeon gym it's blood yeah. it's chalk it's like a lot of it's a very it's not like you're like oh nice we can go to the gym and take spin class it's like no this is a very hardcore gym hardcore, yeah. a lot of like dangerous people man like it's not it's like it's no joke so you go in there and um basically louis for two days straight he'd be like okay go deadlift and i'd say okay how much weight how many sets and reps he'd be like go as heavy as possible until it hurts too much like, okay <laughs> squats and I was like, okay, how much weight, how many sets and reps? As heavy as possible until it hurts too much. Okay, glute ham raises. As heavy as possible until it hurts too much. Over and over and over again for two days straight. Basically, just seeing like if I was actually going to work as hard as I told him how I was. Um, Almost like an
0: initiation, just,
1: yeah? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was 100% like an initiation. Basically, I spoke a big game and he wanted to see if I was actually going to live up to it. Um, two of the most brutal days of training in my life. I've never been more sore. And uh, At the end of the two days... Murray shook my hand and said, I'll see you in the summer. And I came back that summer.
0: That's awesome, man. A couple of things. Firstly, uh, going back again to where you mentioned about getting kind of that knowledge on evidence-based training and, I guess, nutrition and stuff from early on, that is so, so, so fortunate. Um, and for those that are listening, this is a question I've asked a few of the guys I've had on the podcast so far is where do you recommend people go um, you know, online in, in regards to websites um, or YouTube channels to find out that type of information now if they're someone that's just new to training or nutrition uh, are there any kind of trusted sites that you like to still um, look at information on?
1: Yeah well I mean for example Mike Vacanti like he has done a great job and you had him on earlier and I think his website is full of it um, obviously I would be remiss if I didn't say my website I think it yeah, does a pretty good job of putting out good information yeah we'll have all those in, in the show of- notes guys in terms of the websites that that I really learned the most from that like still hold true to this day, that still are full of – incredible. Here, actually, here's a really important distinction to make. I think that Mike – and Mike and I are really good friends. Mike literally – he was stuck talking to him earlier today. He lives about two minutes down the road. We hang out all the time. Um, what Mike and I do differently than the people that we learn from is – Mike and I make it very practical. Like we talk about real people, everyday life. Like one of Mike's favorite articles, that I, that the articles that I love most of Mike's is how to count calories or track macros in sushi, right? Yeah, and cool. It's Just like something that a lot of people struggle with, but you would never find anywhere else and he knew it was an issue, so he addressed it. And we talk a lot about real things, real activities in everyday life. The people that Mike and I followed growing up, whether it was um, Lyle McDonald, bodyrecomposition.com, um, Alan Aragon. Uh, even Martin Birkin, uh, a lot of these people, Eric Cressy, they were the people, the first people really online who were giving tremendous information, but some of it was so deep into the science that it was difficult to extrapolate to the real world. Um,
0: yeah, it was especially so, as a beginner.
1: Exactly. A beginner, I mean, there were professionals reading that stuff that had a lot of trouble with it. Um, so... I think, you know, if you want, Body Recomposition, I think, is the best website to this day uh, with all of the best science-based information you'll ever find for free. I Just making it very clear, you'll get the same information on Mike's site and my site. The difference is on Body Recomposition, it's going to be much more science-heavy. It's going to be – if you don't have a science background, it can be like literally reading another language. Yeah. Um, so. But that being said, I think Lyle McDonald's Body recomp- Recomposition, Alan Aragon, Martin Birkin, Leangains.com, he actually does a great job of making it more practical. Um, I think those are for sure where you're going to get the best information.
0: Awesome. That's great. Thanks for that. And in regards to powerlifting, I think with the listeners, there's going to be a lot of people that are interested that may not have much of an idea about powerlifting. So do you want to give us a quick, really quick um, rundown on what happens on comp day Uh for a powerlifter and then also give us your your best numbers
1: yeah so powerlifting very basically is just the sport of the squat bench press and deadlift okay so literally like the the most that you can lift for one repetition in each of those squat bench press deadlift um that's it and basically the entire your entire preparation for it is working out you go to the gym you work out and you try and get stronger and on competition day you try and um, you squat first you get three attempts at every lift so you squat for three attempts bench for three attempts and deadlift for three attempts and ideally you'll at by the end you'll have set a new personal record in each lift and a new total personal record of the total amount of all three lifts combined mm-hmm. um, and you know so there's that's that's basically the gist of the sport my best lifts are a uh, it's a 420 squat a 265 bench and
0: a 535 deadlift that's insane, guys, Aussie listeners. That is in pounds, by the way, so don't lose your shit right now. Um, but I, <laughs> um, but you divide it by two point two. I'm pretty sure. So if you want to, if you really want to work out that in kilograms, uh, then feel free to do that. All uh, right, Jordan. Uh, moving on, man. What type of training? So obviously you've done power, powerlifting competitions. Are you still focusing on powerlifting style training at the moment? And um, and also, what type of training have you been doing with Gary as of late?
1: Yeah. So personally, I haven't competed in powerlifting in, in about two and a half years now. Yep. Um, what happened was my main goal for a long time, long, long time was to deadlift four times my body weight. Um, it's, it was basically something that as far to my knowledge, there's less than 10 people in the world in history who've ever done it. And that was just something that always stood out to me as an amazing goal. And if I could do that, that would be incredible. Um, so two years, two and a half years ago, I deadlifted four times my body weight. I did 535 at a body weight of 132. Um, and <laughs> as soon as I did that, I, I like, I'll like i never forget. As soon as I did it, I was like, I'm done. Like I just – a huge wave of relief came over me after years and years and years of competing and training nonstop over and over and over again. And basically was just, I was like, I'm done. I, I don't need it anymore. going to 4.3 times my body weight. Isn't gonna make me a better businessman. It's not gonna help my body feel better. Uh, so I quit. I, I retired. I'll say. Yeah. Um, and I might go back at some point in my life, but at this point, what's more important to me is more my health and my my business and my clients. Because I mean, if you've ever competed, you, uh, the bare minimum time investment for powerlifting is like bare minimum twelve hours a week. And like at this point, I can train for three hours a week. Yeah. And look really good naked feel great more mobile like athletic and i just i would rather spend those extra eight nine hours building my business helping my clients putting out social media content to help people than work towards my own power thing goal which at this point is is sort of irrelevant if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah definitely
1: so um. and gary is uh we're he's we're just training him for general health so the yeah. biggest thing is um i came in and gary had knee pain hip pain back pain shoulder pain neck pain uh he was really not Mm -hmm. feeling good at all yeah um and it was interesting because when i went in i was under the impression that his goals were more aesthetic more geared towards losing fat gaining muscle and that's what he expressed he said um i want to get bigger i want to get a bigger chest i want to build more muscle lose fat but over time working with him and talking with him and sort of understanding like like looking at his reactions to things the the things that he wanted to spend the most time on it quickly became clear that his goals were far less aesthetic and Mm. much more how he feels priorities Um, change yeah absolutely and that changed the game and how i structured the workouts it changed the game in regard to how we really attacked his fitness and now he's feeling amazing he's more mobile he's more stable his core stability is ridiculous like he like i used to grab his butt and say squeeze your butt to try and like act like so I could feel him using his butt muscles. He couldn't do it. Um, his, his Actually, his lower back would fire instead of fire, his butt. Yeah. Um, um, so now it's, it's just like over time we've done a really good job of getting him to feel good, move well, and uh, and that's it. So we train every day. We do something every day which when people hear that they're like holy shit that's crazy but it's usually three or four days a week of actually strength-based working out Yep. and um then another like two or three or four days depending on the week of mobility or soft tissue work or some light cardio it's it's not it's basically the extra days the seven days a week thing is more mental than anything else
0: yeah and uh so if, if gary's traveling i'm assuming you go with him too yeah yeah everywhere so I guess if if you're main, mainly working online, that doesn't really have much of an effect on on your business.
1: Fortunately, not too much. I will say, I mean, we, I mean, for example, last week we went from uh, New York to Kansas City to Chicago to Ohio to Las Vegas to Montreal to New York. So that's an insane week, and um, yeah. it's just like you know, I'll, I'm fortunate. Like I can do work in Ubers and I can do it in the airport, but. One of the craziest things for me has been like I can still answer my emails, still write the programs, but creativity when you're on the run is can be challenging. Yeah. Whereas like you're going from an Uber to the airport to security, now you're on the plane. Then like all you're waking up early, you're going to bed late. Like creativity can be very difficult if you can't sit down in one spot for more than an hour. Um, so that's probably the biggest challenge I'm having. But overall, you know, working with all my clients and doing everything online, I can absolutely do that from
0: anywhere yeah that's crazy, and something that I've been looking yeah you know, bits and pieces that I've picked up along the way over the last twelve to eighteen months a little productivity hacks. Do you have any that you're that you're happy to share?
1: uh yeah, for sure I mean productivity is really interesting I think um I actually wrote a whole big article on productivity, but I think the biggest thing with with number one most productivity is people are they're delaying the start there they say i don't know what to do and they, they don't even try and start yeah and the reality is if you just sit down and you shut your social media off and you just try and you start creating start writing something It doesn't matter literally word vomit it's going to come out you're going to create something um i think if you're a coach and you're looking for more fitness-based stuff the best thing you can do is look at the most common questions you're getting on a daily basis from your clients on social media and make content based around that. Um, you can never go wrong by answering someone's common question. It's like, that's just, oh, it's always going to be a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, I think the best productivity hack that I've ever had is writing my goals down. Um, every day, wake up and write your goals. You can have your goals for what you need to accomplish that day and also your goals for what you want to accomplish in three years. But by, Starting your day, you wake up and you immediately list what it is you want to achieve. you're automatically like you're gonna feel like fired up a little bit um, and you're gonna have a, essentially a to-do list of what needs to get done that day.
0: Yeah, that's something I've actually spoke about on the podcast and uh, I've been doing that every single day now for you know close to close to 12 months before I was kind of on and off and, and would do it for a bit and then not do it for a bit. but it does it does, definitely makes a difference. Um. All right, Jordan, if you had 20 minutes, uh, if you only had 20 minutes to get a session done in the gym, what would you do?
1: I would do a 20-minute session. I would probably do a density session, um, which would either be one circuit for 20 minutes or I would probably break it up into two circuits of 10 minutes each. And so, for example, I might do one circuit of deadlifts and chin-ups and uh, and we'll say plank okay so yep. one circuit for 10 minutes would be deadlifts for five reps actually i'd probably do three reps deadlifts for three reps chin-ups for three reps planks for 20 seconds and i would do that as many times as i could in 10 minutes and then i would go to the second circuit which we'll say it would be a uh a bulgarian split squat for five reps per leg and then i would do a um a we'll call it a incline dumbbell bench press for five reps and then we'll call it a side plank for 12 seconds per side. And I would do that as many times as I could in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, awesome. In your opinion, what's the most underrated and overrated exercise that you see in the gym?
1: The most underrated exercise in the gym, I would say, is um, Romanian deadlifts. I think Romanian deadlifts are, like, realistically, I like Romanian deadlifts better than, than regular deadlifts. I think they just have – they're much more carryover to everything that you need. Like there's there's no reason you have to start – you go to the bottom and stop and wait and reset. Like <laughs> I think you get a little bit more benefit just from the constant tension and the slight reduction in range of motion I really don't think has any detriment whatsoever. Um, and then I think overrated I would say is probably the back squat. Yeah, um, Again, okay. I I I think I love the, I love squatting. I think it's great. I just think it's way overrated as the king. I think I would much rather like actually it, when I was saying the workout I was going to do, I was going to say squat, and I was like, no, I, I barely squat. I'm going to do a Bulgarian split squat. I would much rather do a single leg lunge, Bulgarian split squat, whatever, than I would an actual uh, two two legged squat.
0: Yeah, that's that's good. I, I like that. Uh, what pisses you off in both, both inside the gym and just in the fitness in, industry in general? Is there anything that kind of sticks out, or you know, there might be a group of things, or maybe there's nothing at all?
1: Yeah, I think I think I'll clump both of those answers into one. Is the uh, the um, the amount of the amount of um, judgment that people have in the gym and in the fitness industry is so mind boggling to me. I can't go on social media, Facebook, whatever, without someone posting a video of someone else doing something in the gym that they think is stupid. Um, it's like or, or like when you go and talk to someone who is in a fitness and they're like, oh my God, I saw this person doing the dumbest thing. It's like, who the fuck are you and why the fuck do you care what anyone else is doing in the gym? Just focus on you. And the fact that they're there is better than 99% of people. Um, I think way too many people are focused on judging others and like, try, like just looking at what others are doing and worried about what is, what's going on rather than just like, just do you. Focus on what the fuck you're doing.
0: Yeah. And now to the other end of the spectrum, what excites you or makes you happy about both the, the fitness industry in general and also stuff that you see inside the gym?
1: In general right now, I think the best thing is how much amazing information is being spread on the internet. Mm. Um I think there's a lot of bad information, but there's also a tremendous amount of good and more, and the the science-based world is reaching a larger audience. It's really starting to reach the mainstream, and I'm so freaking excited about it um, because it's taken a long, long time for people to be able to take the science-based information and break it down in an easy-to-understand way and actually be able to find a way to reach such a a large, vast audience. And I think it's finally happening and I'm wicked excited about it.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I'm not sure if you know Stephen Hall, um, but he was on the show a month or two ago and we had a really big conversation about this and the amount of people you see now in the gym or on social media... Um, You know, either practicing or talking about this evidence-based training and nutrition stuff is unbelievable compared to even 12 months ago where it was almost foreign to to most people. Um, And it was was pro-science that took over everything else.
1: Yeah. Dude, I'm going to the gym like my – I I belong to a, a regular commercial gym where like there's just regular everyday people. And people are front squatting and doing lunges and kettlebell swings and planks with good form and it's like this is it's incredible We've, we have a serious tremendous movement going that it is it's amazing to see
0: it is it's awesome uh, what's your outlook on nutrition um, what kind of philosophy do you do you follow um, and also do you prescribe uh, a nutritional protocol for Gary or is he kind of just on his own there
1: um yeah I do I do all of his strength training his nutrition everything um, I'm much more loose with Gary's nutrition than Mike was so I'm attacking the strength training probably much harder than Mike was, and Mike attacked the nutrition much harder than I do. Um, and Generally speaking, for, for Gary, I'll talk Gary first, and then I'll talk everybody else. Um, for Gary, I basically have a general idea of how many calories he's eating and how much protein he's getting, and that's pretty much it. But the, the, ma- the major thing to understand about Gary is I'm in charge of everything. Like I – tell him what to eat, when to eat. Like I literally do that for him because he is uh he just has no time to think about that stuff. His day is packed. He literally does not have time to think about if he didn't have to eat he wouldn't. Um so that's sort of like where where that comes in. Most people don't fall into that in that line of uh in that spectrum. Most people have to figure it out for themselves. So the one thing I'll always say is above everything, consistency is king. Like I don't care what you do as long as you're able to consistently do it for a long period of time, you're going to succeed. Obviously, if that do, that doesn't mean like eat like twelve sticks of butter every day, but I think realistically that's going to be a pretty hard thing to do. Um, I, I think uh, generally my philosophy revolves around eat the right amount of calories. So if you want to lose weight, you have to be in a deficit, and that doesn't mean you have to be in a deficit every day. You could be in a deficit four days a week, and the three other three days a week you can be a little bit higher, but maintain a, a Caloric deficit over time. Get enough protein. We'll call it one gram per pound of body weight, just for convenience' sake. There, like it could be a little bit higher, a little bit lower. Either way, and do that. Whatever you need to do to make that happen consistently for months and months and years on end. Good. You're you're done.
0: Yeah, that's a great that's a great that's a great answer. A uh, couple questions before we finish up. For someone like Gary, who is extremely busy, travels a lot, um, as you mentioned, just has a ridiculous workload. How much work do you guys get to do on, say, for example, his mobility and stuff? If he's sitting down in meetings, if he's sitting on the plane, um, how much time per day do you reckon you would spend on his mobility?
1: We spend about 30 minutes every day on mobility. Um, it was funny because you said, what would I do if I had thirty or 20 minutes in the gym? And most of my sessions with Gary, they're between 45 to 60 minutes. And it's almost a non-negotiable that we're going to do 30 minutes of mobility. Um and just because he feels so much better with it he feels more energetic his his is just like his body feels great so we fit full 45 minute sessions into 20 to 30 minute sessions routinely and it's mostly with density work yep. so 30 minute almost non-negotiable mobility and then 20 to 30 minute strength
0: yep and working so closely with Gary so far, is there anything that you've taken from him um, that you think has helped you grow your business or just improve as a person in general?
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's the same exact thing with strength training and nutrition that I just said in terms of consistency is king. Um, before Gary, I didn't do much social media. My business was mostly based be email and my website. And when I started with Gary, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take the time to really learn – Um, I'm going to take the time to really learn social and it, it, per usual, it comes down to consistency and effort and trying and testing and just like not quitting when it doesn't, when you feel like it's not going your way. Um, and that's basically what it's boiled down to. So, um, there hasn't been any specific strategy or tactic or magic trick, just like there's no specific supplement or pill or shake or whatever that's going to help you burn fat and the the best thing that i've learned about social media and building a business is it takes a shit ton of time and a ton of effort and every day you're going to wake up feel like you're getting punched in the teeth but you just got to keep going and and don't stop
0: awesome awesome jordan thanks so much for joining the show today man guys uh i hope you've taken away a lot of valuable information and uh and even motivation motivation from today's episode man if there's anything else that you'd like to add feel free um if not let's wrap things up i'm going to put all your social um everything all your details in the show notes so guys be sure to check out um jordan's stuff extremely extremely knowledgeable guy thanks so much for joining us today man
1: thanks for having me and i appreciate it
0: awesome thanks guys all right enjoy the rest of your day thanks so much for tuning into the fitness and lifestyle podcast be sure to subscribe to get your free episode every single week Uh, and i'm looking forward to chatting to you again in the next episode